Imagine you knowing that you have money sitting in your bank account. You have earmarked it for rent, for gas, for a trip, for groceries, water bill, whatever the case may be. Now, that money is set aside in your bank account and you know it and mentally it's there. You wake up the next morning, you go about your day. Let's say you go to the gas station, you swipe your card and your card declines or you go to the grocery store, you swipe your debit card and it declines. You go and look in your bank account and all of the money that was in your bank account is gone. If you don't pay your taxes or if you have unfiled tax returns, that can happen to you. The IRS in the blink of an eye can change your life. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Welcome to another episode of Tax Problem Solved, where we talk about how the IRS can secure your bag. So now that I have your attention, I just want you to know that the IRS is not playing. So if you have unfiled tax returns or if you have not paid the IRS and for either of these reasons, the IRS is sending you letters, please do not ignore the letters. Here's why. So if you haven't heard already or if you didn't know, the IRS is the largest collection agency on this earth, okay? They have power that no other collection agency has. They can take your house, they can take your car, your cat, your dog, but to be perfectly honest, they don't want those things. So they don't want to seize your physical property. They would, they can, but it's very rare that they do so. So occasionally they will come in and swipe up your business inventory, your car, your home even, but they are not trying to take those things in in most cases. Their efforts will be placed otherwise. Why? Because if they take your business inventory or your house or your car, your motorcycle, your art collection, your boat, whatever the case may be, then they have to also turn around and sell those things, right? But if they take something else like your cash, then that's easy. They don't need anything else because they don't have to go and have an auction to convert your house, your car, your art, your boat, etc. They don't have to convert those things to cash. So with that being said, let's talk about how these seizures or these levies come about. I'm going to focus on two different types of levies. One is a bank levy. So the IRS is going to levy your bank account and the other is going to be a wage levy, also known as a wage garnishment. So with the IRS being that large or the largest collection agency on the earth, 
their main job is to secure the bag, right? And really secure your bag. That's why I talk about keeping the IRS out of your pocketbooks, your wallets, and your bank accounts. So last year, which was 2020, was a different year because of COVID. And even though COVID was going on, the IRS found a way to secure the bag almost 400,000 times. And what I mean by that is they were able to levy bank accounts and paychecks almost 400,000 times. Now you might say, man, that's a lot. Guess what? That didn't even scratch the surface of what happened in 2019. That was a 50% reduction. Now that the country is opening back up and they missed out on 50% of securing the bag, if you will, guess what's happening in 2021 and years to come? They are going to get more aggressive and they have to also make up for lost time, right? So the IRS is looking to secure their bag. How are they going to do it? They are going to find your bank accounts and they are going to find where you work. If you owe them money and you have not addressed the issue, then that's how they will secure the bag. So as I stated before, the IRS is less likely to seize any physical assets, no houses, no cars, no art collection, boats, whatever. They can, but that's not what they want to do. They want to go after the cash, okay? So the seizures of those um, physical, your physical property is very uncommon. Although, don't get it twisted, they can occur, and when they do, they take them quickly. They don't tarry, okay? Why? Because there is no court order. You know how if you are being evicted from a home, you can go through all of these processes and get appeals and all that good stuff. The IRS doesn't need any permissions like that. They send you enough letters. They don't have to go to court for it. And then the next thing you know, your doors are being locked with some sort of lock that you cannot remove and you cannot open your own door. All right. But that's nothing that we're going to talk about now. We are going to talk about the quick and dirty way the IRS secure the bag through levies. Okay. And the two types of levies we're going to talk about are bank levies and wage levies. So let's go. So let's talk bank levies. First of all, what is a bank levy? Well, if you owe the IRS and you do not pay them, the IRS can write a notice. They'll send a notice to your bank and they will tell the bank, hey bank, take X amount of money out of this taxpayer's account. Okay, so they will instruct the bank to withdraw every dime that is in your bank account up to the amount that you owe them, right? And the bank has to comply because remember, the IRS has some legal authorities that no other collection agency has. Your student loan 
the student loan people, Sally Mae can't do that, or Navient or whoever Sally Mae is now. Um, if you have a credit card bill, your credit card company can't do that, but the IRS can. The IRS can levy your bank account. They can send one letter, that's all it takes, one letter to your bank. And the bank has no other choice but to withdraw or put a freeze on your account, if you will. And they have to hold on, the bank has to hold on to that money for three weeks. A lot of people say, well, why that three weeks time period? Theoretically, they're giving you enough time to get your finances in order. You can take that time to contest what the IRS says you owe. If you feel you don't owe them money, then you have three weeks to kind of figure it out and let the IRS know you don't owe the money. You can file an appeal against that bank levy. Uh, you can try to get it released. So you have time to work out that the IRS gives you three weeks to kind of work out what you're going to do because you owe them money. So a lot of people might be saying, hmm, so how is it the IRS doesn't have my bank account? Um, for most people, they probably do. And guess what? Because of 2020, because of COVID, some people's bank accounts that the IRS probably knew nothing about when COVID hit, they now know about those bank accounts. So let's talk about it. The IRS is going to know where you bank if any of these things occurred. Number one, if you have ever allowed the IRS to refund you through direct deposit, the IRS already has your bank account information. Number two, if last year you went online and put in your banking account information because you wanted to get your stimulus check faster, the IRS has your bank account information. Number three, if you received a 1099-INT form because you had some interest in a bank account, whether it was a savings account, money market account, interest-bearing checking account, and the IRS issued you a form 1099-T that you filed or was supposed to file with your tax return, the IRS knows where you bank and can get your bank account information. Number four, if you ever owe the IRS and you paid them through your checking account or savings, so if you wrote them a check, physically wrote them a check, or if you went online and allowed them to debit money from your bank account, then the IRS knows exactly where you bank. So don't think for a minute that the IRS doesn't know. Now, somebody might be saying, oh, none of that applied to me or, well, all I have to do is take my money out of that bank and put it in another. Guess what? Newsflash, if you write a check from one bank to another, 
on the back of that check, there will be some identifying factor of the new bank, the bank that you just transferred to. So congratulations, there again, the IRS is going to know where you bank. So I know I'm sharing with you right now all the bad things that can happen when the IRS decides to levy your bank account, but I also want to share with you one silver lining. If for some reason you owe the IRS more than what's in your bank account, the IRS can only levy your bank account one time per letter that they send. So let me give you an example. Whatever amount you have in your bank account the day that the bank receives the levy notice from the IRS, that is the only amount that can be taken out. It is a one-time thing. So if you owe the IRS more than what's in your bank account, and let's say tomorrow your paycheck is going to be deposited in your bank account, the IRS cannot touch your paycheck. Whatever is in your bank account at the time the letter is received is the only amount that they can toy with. If they want more money, then they have to issue another letter. So this is, even though it's a bad thing to get a bank levy, if you're able to negotiate your back tax bill with the IRS within a three-week time frame, then you could conceivably get all of your money back that the IRS has placed that hold on, as well as make sure that your future money that comes into your bank account is untouched. So speaking of paychecks, let's now talk about the wage garnishment. So about those paychecks, most paycheck garnishment or wage garnishments are a result of some sort of court order. So a creditor has to sue you in court, they have to obtain a judgment, and then they have to take legal action, right? So that could be child support, that could be student loan, whatever the case may be. But everyone else, all the other collection agencies or all the other creditors, they have to go through that court system. Not so much for the IRS, not at all for the IRS, okay? So the IRS has already sent you letters, right? And there you ignore the letters from the IRS. So the IRS then, they already know that you have a job. How do they know you have a job? Because you have a W-2, right? When you get a W-2, the IRS gets a W-2 as well. Now, fast forward, you ignored your IRS letter. So the IRS says, okay, Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Taxpayer has ignored my letter. I'm going to send a letter to their employer. How does that work? So the IRS sends a wage garnishment letter to your employer. Know that the IRS is going to secure their bag one way or another. Now, this wage levy 
is different from a bank levy. The bank levy, remember we talked about, it's just a one-time thing. It's a one-time hit. And if the IRS wants more money, they have to send another letter. The wage levy is different or the wage garnishment. It is called or considered a continuous levy. So it's not just hitting one of your paychecks and it goes away. It is going to hit all of your paychecks until all of the money that the IRS says that you owe is paid. So there's no three week holding period. It's nothing like that. It is the letter is sent. Your employer is required to comply with that letter. Every pay check that you receive. So that could be your bonus money, your commissions, whatever the case may be, the IRS is going to secure your bag. And guess what? You will end up receiving less of your hard earned money than the IRS. So for the most part, the IRS ends up taking like 70% of a paycheck when they garnish someone's wages. Now, answer me this. Don't you think the IRS can change your life if they are taking 70% of your paycheck and you're bringing home only 30%? How are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to feed your family? How are you going to even get to work? This is a really, really bad situation, okay? And most people that find themselves in this situation, you have received letters from the IRS well in advance. They have sent you a series of letters. You have ignored the letters. So they decide if you won't answer or you won't respond to the letters, then certainly your employer has no other choice but to do so. Okay. I know people are out there asking, well, what happens if the IRS had a bad address. I never did receive a letter. Well, I hate to say this, but it's true because the IRS is only required to send notices to your last known address. So if your if you file your taxes, but you filed it at your mama's house or a PO box or ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend's house, whatever the case may be, the IRS does not care they're going to send those letters to whatever that last address is, be it a bad address or not. They send it there and that's, and they've met their obligation. So a defense is not going to be, Oh, I never got them. That's, that's just, that's not how it works. Whether you got the letters or not, the IRS issued the letters, so that levy, that wage garnishment is still going to happen. So guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope there was something that I said that you could take and just spring into action. Because keep in mind, fixing either a wage garnishment or a bank account levy from the IRS or state requires rapid actions. There are most certainly things that can be done to avoid or fix these 
bank levies, wage garnishments quickly, but there again, you have to take action. So if you or someone you know is facing such actions from the IRS or the state, we need to speak with you ASAP. Please give us a call at 803-739-9449 or go to our website and schedule your own appointment at www.callthetaxpro.com. That's www.callthetaxpro.com. We got you covered. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Till next time, bye y'all.